Recording in progress. So welcome to um, somebody who's very special for today's uh, episode of the Legacy Life podcast and this family legacy series. It's the 50th podcast episode, which I'm really excited to have somebody very special who's a dear friend. She is my Irish goddess and um she's she's a legend actually so uh without any further ado let me introduce to you the fabulous Siobhan McMahon welcome oh Sarah it's such a delight to be doing this with you just yeah just in such an inspiring woman that you are and yeah thank you for asking me yeah oh it's it's so great to have you for this 50th episode um because it feels like wow, you know, I had this idea to just start doing a podcast. I had an idea to do a podcast, to write a book, and here I am doing it. I'm 50 episodes in, and I've written my book, and it's just yeah. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> fabulous. I know, I know. You're, you're doing fabulously, absolutely fabulously. Yeah. Shining yeah. star, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. So it's great to have you on, and so this morning I was thinking about our conversation, and um, in my chapter in the Awakening Legacy book, I talk about um, some of the, those unseen parts of ourselves. I talk about the, um, those magical aspects of ourselves, the intuitive part of this ourselves. And I really feel like that is what led me to you. And I mentioned in my chapter about having the tingles when I meet certain people and you were one of these people and it's this sort of sensation of there's something special there's something exciting there's there's an energy about this person sometimes for me that can look like oh I, I have a kind of I'm not sure I like this person going on I didn't have that with you by the way but I sometimes sometimes happens like that but that there's this charged energy and I always know when I get that when I meet somebody that something is going to happen between us but I have no idea what it's going to be something is going to happen and in your case, um, you know, you are a dear friend. I didn't know that we were going to have this incredible friendship. I didn't know we were going to do so many special things together. Well, I did know, but I didn't know what it would look like mm -hmm. because I had the tingles mm -hmm. when I met you. And I know that's something we'll talk a little bit about today because in this episode, we're going to be talking a bit about... Um, creativity we're going to be talking a bit about uh, divine feminine empowerment which I know is a huge part of the work that you do and motherhood and the interweaving of all of those things <laughs> so I'm interested to hear how was it for you when we first met did you get the tingles Yes, absolutely. I mean, I remember, I mean, it was a lot, how many years ago was it? Was 20 years? I don't know, Sarah, a long it's, time anyway. It's a long time. long time. It's probably about 18. And we were both in the Thomas Danby and I was teaching drama to people with learning difficulties and mm -hmm. you were doing um, deaf sign, signing, weren't you? Yes. And yeah. um, 
you were just so wonderful. And I, it was always, I was always so delighted when it was Sarah doing it because I knew, oh, this is brilliant because you just brought such a gorgeous energy and you were so engaged and engaging and inspiring and you were bubbly and warm and you just really helped the group always kind of light up. And I thought, I've got to get to know that woman. I really like that woman, you know. And then I remember one of the first things we did together, wasn't it? We went to a sweat lodge. Yeah. And you introduced me to a sweat lodge. I think you were talking about a sweat lodge and I thought, oh, I like the sound of that. It all sounds a bit kind of woo up my street and not something I, you know, kind of um, experienced before, you know. Mm -hmm. And I have this enduring memory of us standing outside the sweat lodge by the fire before we went in um naked as we were of course and uh you with you i think you had a pair of you had a pair of what were they leopard print wellies i don't know but there were a pair of wellies and you were there and your beautiful hair and i just it was just this yeah i remember i was about to enter into the sweat lodge and um that was the first kind of thing we did together i think really and since then we've been on quite an incredible journey haven't we sweetheart in so many yeah. ways you know with my work with your work with our personal lives with everything and um oh and we did some tantra stuff together didn't we as well we did yeah tantra. I was like yes you know and <laughs> yeah you know gosh you know you introduced me to a lot of things and I had a sense about you too that there was a, a resonance I suppose you mm -hmm. use the word tingle. I, I, the word I love the word resonance. I suppose yeah. you feel something where you, you know, there's something inside of that person that resonates with your soul or your spirit. Yeah, and it's your spirit, your soul that's going. Whoa, let's meet. Let's let let's meet, mm -hmm. rather than our kind of, you know, our everyday normal rational selves. Which really, I'm, I, I haven't got an awful lot of that part of me left. I think I've just kind of got. No, do you know what? Don't want the everyday, normal, rational part anymore. I mean, it's useful from time to time. We do need it, don't we? But um, it's that soul spirit. There's a word in Irish for it. They call it the anam kara. Anam means soul mm. and kara is friend. And uh, it's mm. that idea that we meet people who are soul friends. And I think our soul knows them from the right off, don't they? And, uh, and that can sound very serious, can't it, sometimes? But actually... One of the beautiful things about you has always been your vivacious, bubbly, um, infectious kind of energy that it's, it's you're like a if, if, if we are to be a light in the world, you're like a, you're like a sparkler. You know? And uh, that's been lovely in my life. Yeah, I'm not sure if I, you know, I don't know, I'm not even sure what the question was now. But anyway, that's my ramble. <laughs> it was it was. Uh, about as a meeting yes it was as meeting and and yes and how that was definite resonance and I think we were meant to be we've done some amazing work together we've been very deep friends and gone through lots of different things together so yeah we were clearly meant to meet absolutely mm. absolutely um and you know it's I was thinking about well, this is the Legacy Life podcast and something that I always ask people on this podcast is what you feel your legacy is. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm going to go to that question next, actually, for you. Yeah. What how would you describe your your legacy, which, of course, is an ongoing thing? Yeah. You know, I, I talk about how that is is very much a, an ongoing thing that we're 
creating all the time, whether that's consciously or not, you know. Yes, indeed, we can, yes. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> creating a legacy. legacy maybe here is not as good. <laughs> well, it is what it is, you know. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that question last night in the bath. I often do a Sunday afternoon, late afternoon in the bath. It's my kind of moment for processing the week and, and working out what's happening. And I was thinking about that and I was thinking, hmm, interesting enough, the word legacy doesn't, doesn't, um, it doesn't resonate with me as a word particularly it's not mm. something i've thought about um mm. as a thing but okay so sarah's going to probably be asking about legacy tomorrow what will what what what, what you know and i thought well i can make something up couldn't i about legacy well, no no you've got to be true and authentic so i was thinking okay so i suppose um yeah i suppose what it is is legacy to me and, and this is probably just my take on it feels like something kind of solid um, and I'm thinking, oh, it should be, you know, a book or it should be a something, a something. And then I thought, mm. well, no, I, for me, I suppose legacy is, um, like the other night I, I was at a party and I, I met this, uh, I was chatting away to this young man who was a, a, um, a friend of our friend's son chatting away and I'd never met him before and he said oh you're so and so and you wrote that beautiful poem advice to my daughter and I love that poem and la, 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 la. and it was I suppose it's that it's that sense that what I have what I do whether that's by writing and performing and the poetry I do or whether it's the teaching um that it resonates with somebody else mm. and that it's come from inside of me and it's gone through the mill and the process and the crafting and all of that stuff. But essentially what I, I suppose I'm doing is I am, it's gonna sound very pretentious, I'm translating the divine into words. That's my job, I think. <laughs> that is, absolutely. Yeah, that's my job. And it doesn't mean it has to be all very serious. It can be funny. It can be feisty. It can be passionate. It can be, you know, I think that's where my Irishness comes in. And when I go back to Ireland, it really grounds me because um, sometimes, you know, it's easy to think about the divine and kind of, you know, I'm up on my lotus cushion floating around, you know, enlightened and all that stuff, which is fine. But actually we need the earth too. And when I go back to Ireland and I contact the, the energy of Bridget, goddess and saint of Ireland. And that's really earthy as well as being divine. So the two are together, they're not separate. Mm. Um, and that's important. So what my legacy, I would love my legacy to be um, that I inspire and encourage others to listen to the divine and trust the divine within them. Because that's what I do when I'm yeah. teaching. It's not teaching. I'm not. Te I mean, I I, could, I I do bring poetry and I in bring inspiration and I, I know and I'm I'm good at holding a group and you know I have a lot of experience. But what I'm really doing is I'm creating a a space for people to trust what's inside of them. You know, the deepest part of them, what they long to say and to have heard and to have you know honoured and to bring it out and, and to to make it into the um, something we can see through words so they they bring it and they make it vis visible through the language of poetry but mm. it's just their soul or their spirit talking and and um, when my poetry resonates with somebody it's resonating with that part of them you know mm. and it's like all this stuff you know I mean I'll, you know I'm 60 something whatever it is 60 whatever this year and it's like you know, I've still got stuff in the way. I think of it like housekeeping, 
you know, clear the house again. It gets into a state again, doesn't it? Oh, God, you know, I've got to have to clear the countertops again. And I think maybe that's a constant process in order to let this truth, this, what the soul, the spirit, the divine, whatever you want to call it, through. And, to ins- and, and through my work to inspire and enable others to trust that inside of them. And, and if they're in a class, to give voice to that. Um, yeah. And to trust the truth within them, and I and I and I was thinking about legacy. Then that's I suppose for pe- generally people, um, but and for my children, I suppose really the legacy to, to trust and believe in their own heart and their soul, and that that they do have. They there is a quiet inner voice guiding them on their path, yeah. and to follow that. And I see my two children following that. And so it's like, they are following that. It doesn't mean you don't fall off a fecking cliff every now and then. And it doesn't mean you don't fall into holes and that are difficult things. But mm-hmm. um, to trust that, not all the outside stuff of what mitigate, you know, what, what, what signifies success or, um, you know, how society wants us to be all of that. It, it's that, yeah. And, and there's a word for that in Irish which I came across about a couple of years ago which was brilliant because when you find that there's a language for something that you've known all your life but not always had a um, a word for there's a word in Irish and I'll probably pronounce this badly because my Irish is very bad um but it's called imbas foroshni which means divine illumination which was the gift of the poets that was the role of and, and, and the role of the poets was to open to that space, mm. to receive, because it, poetry is like, to me, do you receive it? And then you have to translate it into words as best you can. And the words are never mm. as beautiful as what you glimpse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we're doing really as poets is going, look, this is the truth. It's so beautiful. It's so incredibly beautiful and vast and unknowable and mysterious and 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 so imbued with love Mm. and poetry then kind of gives you a glimpse into that so you remember that part inside yourself so I suppose that's what I would like that to be my legacy yes and I've been on a ramble again I really (laughs) (laughs) well that is your legacy and you know as I listen to you speaking I'm like yep yep that that is that is you that is it that is that is what you embody and uh the gift that you you bring to the world that I have witnessed you know um yeah you have nurtured in me you know when we did our first big project together the mouth of the cave back in 2007 Mm. um when we had arts council funding for and everything and it was the first time I had been you know I'd been doing my poetry on the circuit but I hadn't done a whole kind of a show I hadn't entered I hadn't really stood in my sacred feminine poetry and kind of totally admitted to it you know we were still a bit like ooh, you know and you and that is one of the most beautiful gifts you have you see the soul or the spirit or the what whatever the divine the, the the creativity in another and you shine your light on it um so much so that you go oh okay it's okay then to come out of the darkness I can show my light mm. and you do that so so beautifully um yeah that which is such a gift of yours real gift thank you yeah. for voicing that and it you know 
I I think I've written a little bit about that in the awakening my, my chapter in awakening legacy and and it is when I was writing that it reminded me of um an early time when when I feel like I did that and it's it was it's it's kind of partly an innate thing in me to see the magnificence in somebody else mm. and um help to for them to coax it out and help yeah. them to own that you know yeah. for themselves and I I remember doing this energetically at a gig with a woman this singer who was amazing and she she was nervous and she was and I and I just I held I I energetically held space for her in a room full of men. She was I was the only other woman in the room, and just gave her my energy, gave her you know, um, connected with her energetically, and was just there supporting her, just going go you know just sing your heart out you know she was beautiful she had this amazing voice and was really um I didn't, hadn't met her before you know wow. and um spoke to her afterwards and it was it was beautiful and amazing um but it is this this kind of seeing the divine in another seeing the magnificence in another because I believe that we all have a gift we all have something oh, that, we're, yes. that we're bringing to this yes. world yes and you know it's such an honor to witness that and help that come out and help that be acknowledged, help that be honored and yeah. be, um, what's the word? Owned is the wrong word, but it's, it's like, you know, for you to own that for yourself, you know, yes, to step yeah, into yeah. it, to really, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. To own your own magnificence and, and, you know, with creativity, and I think, like you're saying, and a lot of creatives probably know this, that they feel like it comes through you, yeah. like, and it's the same for me when I work with people, it feel, I feel like this, this, this energy comes through me and meets the other on, in a, on a soul yes. level, you know. Yes. Yeah, oh, that's so beautifully put, and we need to, I think, and I am doing this more now, oh, own that and yes it's like be careful of language haven't we because you know the ego can get, I know mine can can get very like oh I'm transmitting the divine you know to me like I mean here am I on my enlightened cushion so be careful of that but that's where the earth earthiness comes in mm. but I think um yeah we are these we, we do come bearing these beautiful gifts and they're mm. everybody has one and they're all completely unique and different yeah and it's like we seem to be, our, our narratives in the world are so much, they're so tiny and narrow compared mm. to this vast, beautiful, epic journey we're meant to be on on this earth, you know. <laughs> we're all on this beautiful, epic journey. And, you know, Ram Das put it beautifully. Um, you know, he said, we're just walking each other home. Mm. But it's an epic journey. And, um, yeah, so... We play small, don't we? I know I've done that so much in my life. That's been one of my, and that's another ego thing, isn't it? You know, I'm not, I'm too, I'm not good enough. And, I'm, you know, and, and we're afraid. We, we hide our light, you know, and mm. that, that can be for very many reasons, upbringing, society, or who, you know, who knows? There's many things that keep us from shining our light. Um, and, and 
Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that um, I think for women that can, I suppose, detract us from our an aspect of our purpose, I think, and our gifts is motherhood, actually, you know, and it's part of it and it's part of our gifts. And um, and some people can be a massive, massive part of it. And I think walking that path of being a mother in the way that you want to and also bringing your gifts to the world can be a challenging process and when I met you I I know you were coming out of well you were stepping into um kind of owning your gifts on another level but also having more space to do that with your children coming into their teenage years you know yeah yeah Yeah. I mean you know, when, when they're little, it is so intense, isn't it? There's just yeah. no way around it. It's completely intense. And it is still our, the women in the world who, who, by and large, do most of that. And, yeah. and, and you know, and, 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 and most of us do it, you know, with great, we want to do it. But also, it's, I think the real problem is, it's society. It's the way we, we have configured society. Yes. It's, it's not motherhood shouldn't be as difficult as it is Mm. and it's as difficult as it is because we live in this kind of capitalistic patriarchal society Mm. which says either um you know once you have a child then you have to kind of you know um you can't do anything because there's not enough time or not not resources or whatever or you have to kind of carry on being hugely successful and then what do you do with your children it's like it, it's like mm. you know we, we our society is wrong you know and it's wrong for our children and it's wrong for our elderly as well mm-hmm. it's all on ambition and striving and more and it's like yes we need I mean obviously we're talking about kind of the flowering of our spirits but really mm. we need a different and I don't know how that would co- quite work but we need a different structural society to support women and their children and the aged and our whole and our disabled and everybody so you know society is not just about being you know kind of young between we'll say in 20s to mid 40s and achieving stuff that we have that as our kind of we live as if that's the only thing that's really important Mm. as opposed to we don't honor motherhood mm-hmm. we don't honor we don't honor love and time mm-hmm. and we're all so rushing aren't we there's not enough time for all of us and that's that's because we we have society wrong we need a different balance yeah and it, you know it's an interesting thing isn't it when we look at things in different ways as well that there are seasons for things and like motherhood is a time and a, and a season through our lives. Um, and, you know, some people want, want to and are in a position where they can wholeheartedly immerse themselves in that role as a mother and, um, you know, want to do that um, and feel like they can't or they judged or whatever um 
yeah and and some people do want to you know continue it with their yes. other roles of working yeah. or creating or running a business or yeah you know running an art studio or whatever it is they want to do you know yes. um but I yeah, don't know these... how we get the balance right yeah. for women. I, I don't. Yeah, we have to change the whole narrative of, of what's really important. Well, we? this is it. It's about what's important, yeah. and I know, um, you know, we've had conversations in the past around, you know, this the the the, the mothering role not being valued, or you know, feeling like it's not yeah. not valued. It's another, yeah, it's another bit of kind of women's work that's mm-hmm. considered really not very valuable not very important not important mm. you know and not valuable so we need to value it don't we we need yeah. to value what we do as a it's like you know it's like birth isn't it you know birth is a sacred i mean it can be very difficult i know for a lot of women but it is also a sacred transition as you know we have many of those sacred transitions in our lives don't we and one mm-hmm. of them is can be birth and um, most of our culture doesn't honour that as a sacred transition either. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, it's, it, yes, it's a hugely physical thing, but it's physical, spiritual, mental, emotional. It's all of those things, isn't it? And that legacy of that birth, mm-hmm. as you both know well, it, it, um, that can continue through your, your mothering of that child. You know, mm-hmm. to, so it, it's, it, we need to honour things differently. Yes. And I think, you know, when this um, pandemic started and um, suddenly in our society, the things that are really important and that actually keep the world going round were really highlighted, you know, and these these roles and these um, that haven't been, you know, that the the caring roles and the nurturing roles, the the roles that co- and the that connect us together yeah as a whole binds the community together yeah because it, it is it is not obviously exclusively but it is a huge female role it always has been to bind the community together we tend to make those connections don't we and i might just be at the school gates and you have a friend's kid back for tea or with this very so but we make connect connections and we make community and we pick mm. each other's kids up and we you know, we help out if somebody's had a bereavement or gone into hospital or something, and we, you know, maybe bring mm. some food or whatever. And we do all that kind of invisible creating of community, don't we? Mm. Yeah. And we need to honor our community and, and, and the creation of that and the sharing of time and joy and food and, and, and together and all of those things, rather than it all being driven in this success. And we can see what a complete fecking mess we have made of the world <laughs> with our capitalistic driven patriarchal kind of um overly charged striving mm-hmm. for, for for whatever you know yeah 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 whole yeah. paradigm is, is shifting it is shifting it is we're seeing it is. that it's broken and we're seeing that it doesn't work and we're seeing what the truth is of what mm-hmm. does work as you say you know um, and we could see all those people working from home during the pandemic and the kids coming into the room. We see that they're the part of our lives, you know, we, hmm. rather than pretending that we don't have children and putting our suit on and pretending that, you know, they're not a part of our lives. For men and women, we need to have hmm. a different kind of a balance, don't we? Yes. 
because men are so they're also I have a, a gorgeous son and a, and a gorgeous daughter but you know they're also they're they're very pressurized to be successful and alpha and achieve and you know and and not to have a, a, a messy family life or children, you know, showing up because they've got to be, you know, so that, that's really negative to them as well. We need, we, we do lead human messy lives with children and old people and everything, you know, mm. have that as kind of in the foreground, not the background. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't know how much, well, I think it has to have shifted things you know, and I know things have shifted. And I think part of me has a fear that, you know, the the changes and what was experienced during, during this time, this really difficult time over the last couple of years, um, will get forgotten in people's striving to return to, to normal, you know, some kind of normal. And, you know, I suppose maybe I think it's important to bring these lessons with us, you know, and the learnings from from these these times, you know, of how we can do things differently, you know, and for our world to to be fundamentally changed from this time, because, you know, that's the massive opportunity from it, isn't it? If we're going to go through this really difficult global thing. Yeah. to birth something new out of that and no I think I think that we can thrive in a different way it's uh-huh. not that um we can thrive if we honor all the different aspects of ourselves and of people and mm. you know it's you know we we're not the world is not thriving just look at it <laughs> it's not thriving mm. you know we, we're ruining our planet there's war and conflict and there's all of this and that's all because you know and we can configure a new world where we thrive and we you know we all live on this beautiful planet I mean it's extraordinary you just have mm-hmm. to look out at it I mean it's a bit grey today but um it's even on grey wet days I just love it the smell of the rain and it's just like mm. we live on this we do actually live in heaven we are living in, in the garden of Eden and we're just pissing all over it's like come on guys we're in Eden look at the world it's beautiful and to remember that and to remember that there's there is enough for all of us you know um, but we need to share it more, you know, we, need, we, we, we have this because of this kind of this narrative of scarcity, isn't there? This yes. Is, so therefore yeah. we, all, we all kind of hold on to things because there's not enough, but there's plenty. We just need to we just need to find a way to live and love and thrive together because that's what everybody in the world wants. Nobody. It wants is. It's what we all want, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. We don't need to live in this world of scarcity and conflict and dominance, this idea of Mm -hmm. dominance over another, it doesn't bring anybody any joy or happiness, whether it's over women or uh, over over race or over culture, you know, dominance. Mm. Why do we want to dominate anything or anyone or our earth? Mm. Why? You know, it's like, no, what we want to do is flourish and thrive. And, you know, everybody can flourish and thrive. Mm. we need a world where everybody can do that not just and when we have this idea of scarcity then the the very very rich you know hugely hold on to it all and then 
the, the poor get poor and it's like no there's plenty let's just share it around a bit you know well that's it when we're coming from a place of scarcity there's never enough it doesn't matter how much we have no, coming from that place you know you know i was talking to my uh to, to a taxi driver today from from iraq and you know he was talking about you know um in their community and and it's the same in in uh, probably most communities but i remember in ireland too you know when some you know when you have maybe not a lot of money or whatever you share, mm -hmm. you share your mm -hmm. food. it's like that thing of of sharing and, and most cultures have that in their certainly in their history the idea of sharing with other people what they have mm. got you know and and we're happier when we share things aren't we mm. you know when we i know when i cook a meal for people and we share it together it's just a lovely thing to do isn't it to cook for other people to share to break bread together that's what makes us happy isn't it those kind of things mm. Mm. You know? yeah Not holding on yeah <laughs> so i wonder for the people listening today you know coming back to earlier in the conversation when we were talking about how everybody has these innate gifts these innate abilities i think you know coming from this place of sharing and this place of service you know of of really what is it that i've got that i can share you know yeah what is it that i've got that i can yeah. share and because yeah, i think that always as well that's um really i love that yeah you know somebody um i when people join my my group i asked them you know what they're challenged with and somebody recently had said you know anxiety and depression you know and i think not that i'm diminishing where anybody's at but one of the things I think can, that can really help us feel more connected, which I think helps with those things, is, you know, maybe asking ourselves, what is it that I've got to offer? And when I've been in that those places, I remember years ago, feeling a bit lost, feeling down, feeling depressed. And that's when I got into sign language, actually. Okay. I started, uh, I did a sign language course and I learned how to sign and then went on to kind of, you know, we ended up meeting through me following an impulse yeah, to, yeah. to do something that helps another and was helping me. You know, I was learning a new language and um, and is something that I could, that then took into being of service, you know, in the world, um, helping, you know, deaf people access, access education and courses and things. So, you know, these asking ourselves well what is it that I can share because you know we can often be in that place where we think well or feel disconnected from what it is what from our lights from from our gifts what it is we have to offer but just connecting with something small and asking ourselves that question what it is like what, what have I got to share what, you know yeah can open us up you know yeah that's beautiful and it in you probably can't see her very well, but on, it, with the lights on here, this is Lakshmi here behind. Uh -huh. and I, she's got um, one hand up and, and one hand down. Uh -huh. and, and so it's um, it's as she gives, so she receives, as she receives, so she gives. Yes, yeah. I just, I, I always feel that when I particularly, well, either when I'm performing or when I'm, um, you know, running a workshop, 
Um, I just, at the end of it, I mean, I might be tired because you're holding people and you're mm. focusing, but I'm always so filled up mm. because I'm sharing, I suppose, my gifts, you know, and my part of my journey in order to kind of, you know, help people do their poetic journey. Mm. Um, but I get so filled up by what they share back yeah so so yeah there you're, you're so right well it's like I suppose that's um maybe I've just thought of it now but maybe that's kind of the story of in the bible with um Christ and the the loaves and the fishes perhaps that's mm. kind of really what that story is about that mm. more you share it more it multiplies because it, yes. it? it does yeah when we give we and then people go if we're, whatever that is whether it's if you smile at somebody they're much more inclined to smile back at you if you frown at somebody you know they will do yeah. the same so we do I'm not saying it, will, it always works you know but um we do tend to yeah what we give out we get it back so bountifully. and that's it right. and I think yeah. we can be so attached as well to what things coming back in the same way or mm. like and and I think there's a a trust of trusting that wherever you give give out it, it's going to come back to you in some form yeah, or another it's so right you know it's an energetic thing isn't it because yeah. we're energetic we it's an energetic universe isn't it yeah and we're physical manifestations of that so yeah so when we share something it you know mm. yeah it's a bit like money isn't it we need it needs to be kind of shared around a bit more because mm. you know rather than held on to yes and a bit like me never never reading a poem because I don't want you know no. yeah <laughs> and that's the scarcity and yeah. and the great thing is we can move from being we can recognize we're in that place of scarcity you know and once we see it and recognize it it we can release it you know and we can move into that that place of service we can move back into the light from the shadow you know yeah because well, we can stand in that place of 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 abundance and trust. It is an abundant world. Yeah, yeah. And I think the reason the reason why so many people don't have enough materially in our world is because we don't we don't trust that, mm. or, or because we're destroying the abundance through you know how we treat our environment. But it it is an abundant world, isn't it? You know, you plant some seeds in your garden, you know, and 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 something will come up yes it's free it doesn't go oh, i'm not coming up you haven't paid me any money it's, <laughs> you know they arrive and 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 it's 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 kind of like they're given to us freely really mm -hmm. as yeah. yeah and it's like yeah it is an abundant world we, we've forgotten that haven't we and that's why we're kind yeah. of destroying it um, yeah because we're disconnected from it as well when we're disconnected from our hearts and our souls and our spirits and the epic journey of our lives and our deep deep worth then 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 we create disconnection in the world don't we so, mm. so it, it's about being reconnected isn't it just to the truth it's just it's just what it already is and, and coming back to that and it's you know and I, I it's not about sitting in a cave and meditating for 20 years or something to I mean it's great if you want to do that and you can do that that's fab but, you know, most of us are living these busy, full lives and having ways that we can do that on a day to day basis, I feel is so, so important. 
or a week to week basis with you having your bath on a Sunday afternoon, yeah. you know, to reconnect. Oh, right. Yeah, to you reconnect. Know? And every time I have my bath, I light my candle. And actually, it's my daughter who's got me back into doing baths, actually, because she's um, she's a massage therapist, which is also um, recently qualified as an aromatherapist. And she sometimes makes me lovely oils and things and you know mm. and so it becomes a I go oh yes of course I need to do this it's a preparation it's a getting into the bath it's a it's the candles it's the oils it's that sense of oh what's been going on in this week and it needs to be processed doesn't it mm. and sifted and sorted and gone through to learn the inner um gifts and lessons of it and and mm. what are the outer manifestations of that and what do I need to do to change or do or you know yeah that I mean that's something that's really been come slightly tangential but become obvious to me in the last few years is that um external the external work we do whatever mm. that happens to be is really a reflection isn't it of our internal work so for example yeah. i'm you know selling the family home at the moment we're putting it on the market and it's you know it's a big external task and yes. i cleared the understairs carpet last yesterday that was a big clear out of shite you know what i mean yeah um but as i did that then also i'm releasing emotional stuff i'm letting go of stuff mm. i'm making decisions i'm listening to myself um you know so each step of the process you know um of 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 the selling of the house of getting it ready i'm also having to make an internal journey and the yes. two go hand in hand don't they they're not separate that's oh, right. Always, yes. Always, always linked. And and this is the thing, you know, I was working with a client earlier today and um, looking at the, you know, these practical skills, but also what then happens internally, you know, what arises in us and, yes. you know, working on those levels, the yes. internal and the external, that it's impo so important to it's do advanced, both. Isn't you it? Know? Because, um, my mother used to always say to me um, about people, you know, if you're, if you're asking somebody something or whatever, she'd say, appeal to their better nature. And I used to think, I'm not appealing to somebody's better nature. I'm going to say it as it is. And, da, 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 da. and I, I dismissed that saying of hers. <laughs> so I probably dismissed a lot of her sayings, but she's a very wonderful and wise woman. Um, but I realized that that's incredibly wise. Mm. To appeal, you know, if you have something slightly difficult, you know, you to bring up with somebody or, or a change in plans, we'll say, or whatever, to appeal to their better nature. But I've also realized then that I can only appeal to their better nature with my better nature. <laughs> yes. If I'm bringing my anger and my resentment mm -hmm. and my this and my that and my self-doubt and my, you don't, whatever, if I'm bringing all that to it, yeah. I'm not appealing to their better nature. No, I am prodding Ooh. their pain bodies. And yes. their pain bodies will rise up and reply to me. Yes. So I have to do the inner work to find, you know, whatever is in me so that I can appear in my better self. And then mm -hmm. I appear to their better self. And then, and then it's just that, it's the, it's the, um, it's the namaste, isn't it? It's yes. fine in me, sees and honours the divine in you. Yeah. You've got to do, you've got to do the internal work, haven't you? Or they're, I'm going to send that email off. Hey, <laughs> and you might be there you know there might be a lot of reasons for that but to appeal to their better nature thought yeah that's a fantastic bit of wisdom mm, 
yes but then their better nature tends to show up absolutely wow. and it's <laughs> I know it's incredible isn't it and you know it's the same with all human beings you know and we we get back what we expect right yeah. so yeah. and that, that appealing to their yeah relating to and appealing to to their their better nature their their higher nature yes. you know deeper self whatever you call it yeah yes. whatever you want to a presto usually often it turns up but you have to absolutely the internal work yourself isn't it yeah having to do that because you can't appeal to someone's better nature unless you're coming from your own better nature absolutely and that could be a boundary thing you know i think sometimes i know for me as it's you know increasingly i'm learning about boundaries and uh -huh. i think women perhaps are we're taught to override our own boundaries from quite young in order mm -hmm. to be amenable to others and to be liked and to to look after others and everything else and we do a fantastic job often of women of being you know inclusive and looking after people and you know and that's wonderful but we're not maybe taught as much perhaps my generation more um to own our boundaries mm -hmm. and i find that if i'm needing to put a boundary down over something i kind of need then I can only do it properly if I honour that boundary in myself. If I doubt it, if I think, oh, I don't deserve this or mm -hmm. do I deserve it or is it okay for me? And if I bring all that to it, then I'll project my resentment and anger and all the rest of it onto the other person and that will be reflected back. We'll have a big mess, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I have to do the internal work in the bath, you know, go, okay, so, you know, this is about, this is something I need. Is that okay? Yeah, how can I say it in a way that's clear? yeah and um and clean and clean not with See, all the, without all the, all the, the stuff or the yeah. blaming stuff yeah. or the all that but you can only be clean can't you when you honor your own boundaries it's mm -hmm. like oh am i am allowed to honor my own boundaries <laughs> nobody ever tell me that growing up <laughs> yeah and it's so pertinent to mothering you know and parenting you know that all this stuff we've just been talking about 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 the boundaries about um appealing to our children's best self you know the it all and the amazing thing about us um connecting with that is that it it's we be we, we become role models for our children to do the same you know and so when we are struggling with that permission piece that sometimes you know is it okay for me to do this da, 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 yeah it can help to know that actually when we do that, like how, what do I want for my children? What I want my, do I want my children to be able to do this? Yes. You know, because they learn through us modeling yes. it first. Yes. So like if, if, do I want this for my children and I want this for myself, but you know, I'm going to use the word should, you know, I suppose we can think it should be enough just to want it for ourselves. However, it can be helpful to have that because often as parents or as mothers, we might feel more comfortable doing things for our children than, than we do for ourselves. But actually that self-care, that honouring of ourselves is vital for them to learn from us. That's it's a vital piece, isn't it? It's so beautifully put, Sarah. That's really, I hadn't really kind of put it in language, heard it in language like that before. That's really, really well put. Yeah, it's true. 
And sometimes, sometimes a boundary can be a difficult one. Because mm. you think, oh, hold on, this isn't working for me. And sometimes it's easier just to kind of simmer with resentment rather than put a boundary down, isn't it? Mm. And yeah, but as you say, yeah, that our children, they see that then, they know then. As you say, then, then they can grow into a person with boundaries. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. 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 The boundaries are huge, aren't they? Oh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Well, it feels like it's time to kind of bring our conversation to a close. But thank you so much for being here today on this 50th episode. It feels so special to have you here and to shine a light and share some of um have this conversation because you know this some of what we've talked about today uh, conversations I don't have as often you know and have out there in the world as often around energy and you know it's a it's it's um it's a part of my life that's always been there that I I haven't always given voice to or light to or allowed to be seen in the way that I'm opening up to more and more yeah. and bringing into my work more and more as well, actually. Yeah, stepping into um, truth. Yes, yes. yes. We, we know this inside as women, don't we? We do know it. Yes. And we remember it. And when we see it in each other and in our men focus well and we honour it, then it, it grows, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It does, absolutely. So where can people connect with your beautiful work and your poetry and courses? So the best place really is on Instagram. I, I am on Facebook, but I don't I don't do Facebook very much anymore. Um, and mm -hmm. I don't have a website um, at the moment. Um, so it's Siobhan, S-I-O-B-H-A-N, that Irish spelling. Siobhan McMahon, M-A-C-M-A-H-O-N, poet. Siobhan McMahon, poet. Um, and on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I put, you know, I put, workshops and everything I'm doing really on Instagram mm -hmm. that's the best place to find me perfect and we'll um there'll be some links below here as well so if uh, you you'll just be able to click on the link and and find Siobhan and her gorgeous work that way as well and I'm going to just do a, a tiny little called it's called fragment for you before I go oh yes tiny no. oh that would be beautiful fragment listen the whole world is calling out to you, pouring its crazy music through the holy temple of your own body. Listen, you know the tune, rise up, set out, you know the way home. Beautiful, yay! Oh, it's been such a pleasure, Sarah, thank you. Oh, so great to have you on. And we'd love to hear what resonated with you today. So do, you know, leave comments and connect with us further as well.